God, the Holy Trinity, gives us what we need. Sometimes we doubt that, of course, especially in times of grief and discouragement. But then we remember those words from the hymn, My shepherd will supply my need. We remember the words of today's psalm, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Or an even older translation, The Lord is my shepherd, therefore can I lack nothing. God provides fully. We call that divine providence. One instance of this divine provision occurred on the 4th of July when I went to the funeral home with Lou Ellen, Ellen, Ben, and Amy. It was the first time the younger generation had seen Ted's body since his death, and everyone was, of course, absolutely grief-stricken. It made me think of the state the women were in when they went to our Lord's own tomb early on Easter morning. Sorrows indeed swept in, as the old hymn says, like tempests down over the soul. Our own words fail us at a time like that. But God provided what I needed, and I hope what Ted's family needed. Seemingly out of the blue, words came to me from the glorious hymn we will be singing today as we prepare the altar for Holy Communion. At one point in the hymn, there's a question. Shall our hearts forget his promise? I am with you evermore. That was certainly a needed reminder. After Jesus was raised from the dead and spent 40 days visiting and even eating and drinking with his disciples, he left them with a promise before his ascension, before his physical appearances ceased. Remember, he said, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. This gives what the prayer book calls sure and certain hope. Hope not only of divine comfort and strength from the Holy Spirit while we continue our earthly pilgrimage, but sure and certain hope of resurrection itself, a resurrection to new life in which, along with Christ, Ted and we and all who have gone before and all who will come after do and will share. We are not left in sorrow as orphans, as the hymn puts it, but are caught up with our Lord into the presence and life of God who is life and love itself, beyond our imagining. But that's our faith. As today's gospel proclaims, he has prepared a place for us so that where he is, there we may be also. I am with you always. We are together in Christ, in one communion and fellowship, which not even death can destroy. Thanks be to God. So today, we take hold of Jesus' promise, I am with you evermore. Ted Treadway 
heard that profoundly good news from infancy onward here at Trinity Cathedral. One of his favorite stories about his early life here has to do with the real presence of Christ that we have in the Eucharist. When we pray that the Holy Spirit may descend upon the bread and wine, making them the means of sharing his very life. That's what we mean by partaking of his body and his blood sacramentally. We're taking his very life, his presence within us. When Ted was a young acolyte, he told me this story a number of times. <laughs> this was probably in the early 1950s under Dean Coatsworth Lewis. He was assisting at the early communion service one hot summer Sunday. With no air conditioning in those days, they depended on electric fans to keep the place tolerably comfortable. On the occasion, when the dean lifted up the patent, that is the bread plate, to invite people to communion, a gust of wind from a fan sent all the wafers flying. <laughs> Young Ted then received a one-word command from the dean, consume. <laughs> You can imagine him telling that. I wonder if those acolytes even knew what that meant. <laughs> the dean wasn't going to give the congregation wafers from the floor, but someone had to eat them. <clears throat> they, were, they were holy, after all, a sign of Christ's real presence with them that day, a sign that Christ keeps his promise to be with us always. We are earthy creatures. And we need tangible, touchable reminders that we are not alone. That, in fact, we are upheld by a God who came to us and who gave himself for us in tangible flesh and blood. The Holy Communion is the preeminent example of this life of God. The, uh, excuse me. It is the preeminent example in this life of God meeting that need for something tangible through which he comes to us. But it also happens, this, um, this communion, when by the loving ministry of each of us, we manifest Christ's presence to each other. In a sense, we're all acting sacramentally, conveying Christ to each other. Ted liked to tell of experiencing this after those early morning services when the dean would take him and other acolytes downtown to breakfast. The schedule must have been more leisurely in those days. <laughs> At such times, he felt God's loving presence manifested to him by a priest who cared about him. Those breakfasts were, in a sense, an extension of the Eucharist. Just as Ted had known Christ in the sacrament, and in fellowship with his priest, he also conveyed that divine presence to others through a long, fruitful life. A favorite memory of mine is seeing Ted dishing up hot, comforting food for homeless residents of our city at the Stewpot Ministry, which Trinity folks staff over at the First Presbyterian Church on Mondays. I can see him now that smile on his face, dishing that food up. Ted was genuinely glad to see each guest, offered each a sincere welcome, and found great satisfaction 
in seeing the hungry being fed. There is nothing more Christ-like than that. Quietly, without any fanfare, he manifested Christ's presence through loving acts toward family members, friends, and employees who were in need of various kinds. He knew that what he had was a gift, a gift not to be hoarded, but rather shared, so that the good news of God's love might be proclaimed and God's purpose fulfilled. He knew that love is not just a feeling, but an action, a way of life, following our Lord's example, God's presence taking tangible form. And it's in that kind of ministry that people know in their heart that he is with them, Christ is with them, always. Every time Ted's birthday rolled around on February 2nd, I like to remind him that this was a major feast on the church calendar. We call it the Feast of the Presentation, and a beautiful biblical story from Luke's gospel is associated with it. In the story, Mary and Joseph have brought the 40-day-old Jesus for his formal presentation in the temple at Jerusalem. An old man, Simeon, sees them coming in. He had been frequenting the temple for years, and God had promised him that before he died, he would see the one sent and appointed by God to save his people. Oddly enough, this turned out to be a little baby, but Simeon recognizes Jesus as the Savior. He takes him in his arms and says in thanksgiving to God, Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. Just as old Simeon took the Holy One in his arms and knew that God was with him and his people and that he could depart in peace, so we today embrace the promise that God is and will be with us and with Ted always in one communion and fellowship. Together, we receive nothing less than the bread of life and the cup of salvation, thankfully, knowing that we are loved and cared for beyond measure.